You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you guys get your podcasts. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you'll find links to not only this show, but our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored. You'll also find links to our reviews, our articles, our Misfit Faction store, and much, much more. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me in the studio today is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing well, sir. How about you? I'm doing all right. And Rob, Rob, how are you today? I think this is the most caffeinated and speedy I've ever heard you say that intro. Because I'm done with both of you already, <laughs> and we haven't even started. But, I haven't uh, even done anything. That, oh We've done God. so much, and yet we haven't been recording. Thank God. Probably for legal reasons. <laughs> but anyway, we are here to talk about the latest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, their latest Disney Plus series, Miss Marvel. Ms. Miss Marvel. No, it's Ms. M.S. period. Ms. Marvel. Miss Marvel. <laughs> and I'm only going like that because that's how they pronounced it in that's the That's true. At the show. end, they did say that. Eat a butt. But anyway... <laughs> So, we are here to talk about Disney's latest foray into not only their uh, the MCU, but also their Disney Plus original programming. And uh, spoiler alert, we are uh, probably a little skewed in the uh, studio. If you've been following along on the MisfitFaction.com, you obviously know Rob's thoughts. They're totally non-biased because it's a Marvel movie. And uh, <laughs> then you know, if you know Ronnie, you know his thoughts are the opposite because it's a Marvel movie. <laughs> there's no, there's no, what, how did I become the in-between? Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, that, that's, I'm going to edit that out. That was weird. But um, so, yeah, before we get started, uh, we aren't going to do any news today just because we are recording this in advance due to some scheduling conflicts over the next couple of weeks. So, uh, no news this episode and probably for one of our other episodes when we do the boys. But we also have, if you guys haven't heard already, our Thor Love and Thunder at the time of this release is out. And we're not going to be talking too much about that. But, uh, Initial thoughts, and by the way, full spoilers, we are going full spoiler train on this one, trains left the station, and so if you haven't watched Miss Marvel yet, make sure you guys do that before you listen to the podcast about Miss Marvel, it's in the description. Usually that's the best way to go. Unless you just want it spoiled for you. Yeah. I don't know, there are plenty of times where we do a non-spoiler segment and then spoilers, but... I heard this one time, I gotta throw this in, Roger Ebert had a comment where he said that when he writes a review... He knows only 10% of the people who read his review will actually go and see that movie, regardless of what he says. So he's he's like, I have to make my reviews entertaining. So if you're here for the entertainment purposes of our show, you're at the you're wrong here. show. Right, yeah, wrong you'll be show. disappointed. Wrong show. We're Absolutely. pretty entertaining, I would say. <laughs> Sure. At least me. Yeah, I'm sure. my own best friend. <laughs> yeah. but, so let's start off with initial reviews or initial thoughts on Miss Marvel. We'll go on a happy note first to Rob. You, you think it's going to be happy for me. Why do you think that? Because it's a Marvel show and you're a big Miss Marvel fan. Okay, so initial thoughts. I love what they did with the character. I love how they introduced her. I think it was one of the most perfectly cast shows that we've had on the Disney Plus series shows. And that's saying something because it's an all-new cast completely. Having, being very familiar with the comics She's very accurate, and the show was very accurate towards the comics. It was very faithful in a lot of respects. I love the little call-outs and and shout-outs that a lot of people probably didn't even notice if you weren't a a fan of the comics. Excuse me. I thought it was, though, having said that, and oh, and I love 
love. I think it's one of the few Marvel shows that have actually gotten all the cultural aspects correct. Like Moon Knight started to do that, but then they kind of fell away from it. This one feels like it was made by the people who understand and appreciate these traditions, which was really, really cool. So at the same time, it was completely foreign, but totally familiar when you're watching it because you feel so comfortable with it. Having said all that, and having said that, I, I love that they also kept the stakes small. It was not a perfect show. I thought it was very tonally uneven throughout. Like the first, second, and last episode were like my favorite episodes, and those fit together really well, whereas the middle three episodes kind of were a little all over the place, a little wonky. Sometimes they departed from the initial tone of the show. But overall, I did enjoy the show, and, and, and I thought it was a good time. I was glad I watched it. Ronnie? It was... Pretty interesting of a show. I, I like the concept. Like you said, the characters were very well written and done, but it just, there was like nothing to it. It was basically just a show about this fangirl, and that was it. This, this was a show that I was kind of finding myself, as I'm watching it, going on my phone and like playing a game while watching it. Like it did not keep and grab my attention for the whole 35 to... 50 minutes of you know runtime for the show and everything it just it, it was lacking something I, I think it was I, I don't know what exactly it was lacking but if the fact that it couldn't keep my attention yeah. it is what kind of like brought it down for me there was parts like I said just I was like oh my phone went off and then I got distracted on my phone and just listened to the show instead of watching the show now, I remember when the trailer first came out you were like not interested at all yeah were you still not interested for those same reasons i think so i think it was just again i just i remember you saying something about you're like it looks just so i'm not into teen angst I yeah it was your comment yeah it, it was just it was too teeny yeah for me i don't know I, maybe i just made that a descriptive word right there but i teen. did write about in my reviews that it, uh, there were a lot of times it felt like those Disney, those yeah. Disney shows like Sweet exactly. Life of Zach and Cody, yeah. and I was I was watching <laughs> old like school Disney from when I was like a kid slash teenager. Yeah, watching Disney is basically what this was. Which, I, I mean, like apparently it worked because depending on where you look, people have really loved the show. But I don't know, it's just it, it was so much just teen drama, teen drama, and I'm not here for teen drama. Right. I'm here. For drama, yes, and obviously, like when it comes to superhero action and stuff like that, you know, I'll go into the little detail later. But I did not like the effects in this either. Her no. powers, in particular, or uh, any of the effects. Really. I, I thought yeah. the effects didn't really come together until the last episode. Up until that point, I thought yeah. they were like really like Adobe Photoshop yeah. kind of. They were pretty bad. Yeah. So for me, I was not particularly excited for this show just because I don't like Carol Danvers and I don't like Captain Marvel and that is nothing against Brie Larson in particular I just don't find her character that interesting and like if and if you look at the pantheon of Marvel superhero movies Captain Marvel is never one that I'm gonna be like I'm gonna watch this right now like to the point where it felt like they had to write her out of Endgame because they made her just so powerful which I don't care like you can you can write powerful characters it's it's always a little bit trickier you know a lot of writers hate writing for uh, Superman just because they find him difficult to write how do you create conflict with something that can't be hurt but it, I found it very interesting. So one thing I love about this show is the fact that Ant-Man has a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's how all the information... Like, nobody should know who Carol Danvers is. Right. Like, 
there's no reason to because she disappeared after Captain Marvel. Yeah. And then she came back, and then obviously during the five-year transition, we don't know what happened during the blip. We don't know if Kamala Khan was blipped. We don't know anything right. like that. I don't I don't think she was. She's still young. But it's interesting because they, they did all that stuff with the blip during uh, Hawkeye with Yelena. I was hoping for a little bit more with that. But there's no reason really that people should know who Carol Danvers is, much less have such a big fan base around mm-hmm. her. I did... It was interesting just in terms of them, you know, with all like the Avengers Con and all that stuff, because that's how it would be in real yeah, life. Yeah. But for me, I was not too excited. I really like the actress who plays Kamala. She's very likable. She's very mm-hmm. just quirky and fun and relatable, especially like to us who are basically man children <laughs> and sitting in my basement doing a podcast about superhero things. But I was kind of apprehensive still about it and even like the trailers i, I like the kind of scott pilgrimy look and vibe but it's like rob said the middle three episodes or like the middle set of episodes that's all gone yeah yeah and don't get me wrong they, they tackle some pretty serious stuff with a partition and all that stuff but like i was watching the show for like the fun bubbly and i i i liked how it was a different style that marvel was used to and then they disappeared and then it came back for the very end just so that she could have a fight with somebody with nearly identical powers, just with the color difference. <laughs> typical superhero, not even Marvel trope, but typical superhero trope yeah, at this yeah. point. But uh, I wonder too if, because I'm, I'm, this almost sounds like a lot of the same comments that you and I had when we were talking about Moon Knight. That like the first two episodes were like really strong, and then it sagged a lot in the middle, and then it kind of came back at the end. And I wonder if that's if Marvel is sticking too closely to that six episode structure and finding the same beats in all their shows. So it'll be interesting to see where she Hulk goes. Cause that's a nine episode series. <laughs> I, I know none of us are looking forward to she Hulk. The only and it thing looks we're looking, awful. The only thing we're yeah. looking forward to is the fact that daredevil and Kingpin are both going to be in it. Yes. No, they're an echo. Oh, Echo, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah that's Echo. right. Supposedly Daredevil's going to cameo, though. Oh, really? As, as Matt Merrick. Yeah. You know, it's a, it makes common, sense. a yeah. lawyer dramedy. But yeah, it, this was just very strange. So those were our initial thoughts. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to break down full spoilers, plot, characters, things we like, things we didn't like, and much, much more. But first, a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. All right, we are back, and it is time for us to break down Miss Marvel. Character, story, plot, things Rob liked more than us, things Ronnie hated, and then there's just me, who's just here for a good time, and because they use my house to podcast. So, let's start off. We're going to go character by character, because usually when we do character by character, we also hit all the story beats. Let's start with, I'm gonna, I really hope I don't mess up her name, because I hope she's not listening. She's so adorable. Iman Vellani Vellani. as Kamala Khan slash Miss Marvel. Yes. So first acting role ever. Ever. Yeah. And she, That's amazing. she is one of the, the highlights of this show. She is so charismatic and so just spunky. Which and... makes me really worried about how she's going to act with Carol Danvers. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to say, I, I had feelings about that, too. I, I hope she blends in well and doesn't lose any of who she is. Because mm-hmm. Carol Danvers is not a very 
fun character. But do remember this, that she and Spider-Man had good scenes together, even though it was brief. One. It was brief. One yeah. half second. <laughs> one half Still second. counts. No, it doesn't count. <laughs> Does not count. It was just the tip. Doesn't count. But anyway, <laughs> I know. So It's fine. I'm just going to edit it out. In post. Yeah. <laughs> edit it in post. So she... I, I really do enjoy her, and I enjoy her character. She's very much. We don't get a chance to really see the fans of the MCU, like because no. in in this world, you know, we're we're gonna do a, our episode on the boys, like literally right after this, which is almost the exact opposite, where we're not supposed to like the superheroes, no. just as as audience members watching yeah. the boys. So for this, it's kind of the opposite, where it's like the look at cool superpowers. They do take a lot of liberties, though, with the characters' origins and powers. I did have problems with that because in the comics, she is an inhuman, an inhuman who's exposed to a terragon, terrigen mist. Terrigen, is that how you say? Mm -hmm. Terrigen mist. Don't you remember the Marvel Inhuman show (sighs) and Agents of Shield? And that's the problem is that, and I wrote about this too. That Kevin Feige hates the Inhumans. The Inhumans (laughs) in the comics, she runs into like Medusa. She has like a whole series of adventures with Lockjaw, and, and the Inhumans are like the basis. So like. Kevin Feige clearly, and that's the problem is, and we've said this before, that the Inhumans was supposed to be the foundation of so many shows in the MCU, and when it bombed so terribly and it's so absolutely reviled, they kind of decided, well, we need to go a different direction. So they threw in the, what are they called again? The clandestines. The clandestines are a very brief group that's mentioned in the comics, but they decided to sub in clandestines for Inhumans. Which I think is it kind of work, and also kind of sub in mutants. They do mention yes. for the very first time mutation, and they only yeah they say mutation, not mutant, which is like yeah, yeah. interesting. Close? Which means well, I mean technically that means she's a mutant if she's got mutations. Well, so th- it's very vague, and I yeah. I'm not sure if it's because they're setting it up for another season or just for the Marvels. Yeah. But basically, when and they she- even played the X Men theme. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they said mutation. Which is nice fan service, but as we learned from Multiverse of Madness... Doesn't mean anything. We don't necessarily need it. Like, they even reintroduced Black Bolt in that. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of sucks because they do exist in the MCU. They they are still considered canon to the MCU. So basically, Mm -hmm. for those of you guys who don't know... A few years ago, when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. first came out, they also tried to do... They wanted to do an Inhumans movie, and they started filming it in IMAX... Mm -hmm. But then they decided they wanted to make it into another ABC show, just like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was. Because the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is clearly in continuity with mm. the MCU. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's mentions for yeah. – there's tie-ins to Thor Dark World There's tie Like, literally, Captain America and the Winter Soldier changed the entire show for the better, too. Mm. Like, that show, the second half of the first season was really good mm. after you find out that Hydra's been in S.H.I.E.L.D. this whole time. Mm. But – like Rob said, the Inhumans came out and it was horrific. Yeah. It was so bad, nearly unwatchable. Have you watched all of it? I watched all of it. Yeah, me too. Did you see it? No. Any of it? No. Do don't ever. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm it's not going so, to. It's on Disney Plus. <laughs> it is so boring. I would do a live video of you watching the first episode. That'd be a lot of fun, actually. It's, it's not so much. It. It's not so much that. It's it's just sticking with it for all the episodes, oh knowing God. it's not going anywhere, and this is just a terrible show. It's it's funny because Agents of Shield went on for like five, six mm-hmm. seasons, and mm-hmm. it was re- some of it was really yeah. good. Like the Ghost Rider stuff was fantastic. So it's it's it makes no it's no surprise that they wanted to get away from it and not mm-hmm. have that taste because MCU fans don't forget as as yeah. we tend to to call Marvel out on oh but in this continuity there's yeah, this mistake. There's a- 
But I, I didn't like her powers. I really did. I would have liked her powers. The if origin they, of it? The origin and also the execution of mm-hmm. them. It was almost like, it was very Green Lantern-ish. I would have had no problem if it was just, like at the end when she embiggens for the yeah. first time, I would have had no problem if that was her power the entire time. If literally it was just her creating the constructs as because in the yeah. comics she's she's basically Ant Man and Mister Fantastic combined. She's yeah. able to yes. she's a shapeshifter yeah. as the technical term. Mm-hmm. So it was a little convoluted, like because she's got she's a mutant, but she's also a djinn, but she's got the bangle, and it was like, well, which is it, and what's all the above? Yeah, like <laughs> I I felt like they went too far all in on yeah. all those things that they should have just picked like. One two out of three. Two. Even yeah. if they did two out of three, I think it would have been okay. But to have all three. But I guess you needed the bangle because the bangle at the end makes her zip out to with Ms. Yeah. Mar- with Captain Marvel, and they also had her go back in time because of the bangle, and then the mutation. Like all, yeah, it was too plot driven. Her origin stuff, and with the bangle too, it was confusing because it's like, is that where she gets her power from? Yeah. But then it's also, but we need the bangle to open up a portal. But what? Yeah, it felt I'm like so there were confused. things that were shoehorned yeah. in there. I would have been okay if the bangle had released Terrigen Mist when she put it mm, on and okay. that had transformed that, her. And yeah. she, she still could have been an inhuman. And yep. then, you know, then you could have still used the bangle for like, oh, it, that was a defense mechanism, but this is what it's really used for. Yeah. Like they could, because the Terrigen Mist in the comics, if you're not an inhuman and you get exposed to it, I think you die. Like, yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. As but, for her powers, I, I, can understand some of that too because I, I didn't I don't know why they introduced the light thing I think just so that way she could fight Cameron really, I think it's because flexibility powers are very hard to do I see I actually I have to say I like physically in the sixth episode what they did with her powers with the embiggening stuff where it was sort of like a like a glowy like ex- yeah. yeah like that actually kind of worked for me because I agreed yeah stretchy stuff looks weird uh, yeah. when you try and do it. it there's an uncanny valley there for it it's bad yeah so I did I did like the beginning I just I don't understand why they did the light stuff so much though because that's not comic accurate mm-hmm. but, yeah uh, maybe there's a bigger planet play here I hope yeah not. but any other thoughts on Kamala Khan no again I think you know for someone's first acting job. She did a great job. She made the character a lot more relatable, you know, which we don't really get with Carol Danvers' character. So, again, it it was good. I'm just not one for teen drama and love triangles and all this kind of stuff. Oh, speaking of love triangles, our next character, Matt Linz as Bruno. Oh, Bruno. We (laughs) don't talk about Bruno. No, we got to talk about Bruno. We have to talk about Bruno. Or Brian. has. Yeah, Brian. I actually, that was one of my favorite moments in the entire show where he's like, I legitimately thought your name was Brian this whole time. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, because at first you just think Cameron's just being a douche. But Bruno. So Bruno is the very, the big, the superhero trope now. the Shuri. The guy in the chair. The guy in the chair. He's the Felicity from Arrow. He's the Ned from Spider-Man. Man, like yep. he, he's the sidekick and he's the one that has to help her figure out mm-hmm. how her new powers work and has an unrequited crush on her and I'm glad that was unrequited. smart I'm yeah. so glad that was unrequited too I'm glad that they ne- it, it remained platonic like I actually have to say I, there was like I you know you mentioned love triangle but it was sort of like an unrequited love triangle because nobody actually, nobody actually kisses here do they yeah like no. her and Cameron start to and then he interrupts them at the end yeah. So there's no like kiss it like and I kind of liked that that there was no real romance there was yeah. latent romance but not really. But like you knew it was there. Yeah. But you know, it wasn't like 
Look at this. Look at yeah. this. Look at this. Thank goodness. Thank but God. Bruno was. I, I. He was so good. He was so sweet. Have you noticed that intelligence in the MCU is way higher than in real life? Like everybody's very oh, smart. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, Bruno does. He's the tech guy, and he's also the secret keeper. He he fits a lot of like the check marks. You know mm-hmm. the like we said the unrequited crush and all that stuff. But he he was also fun and interesting and very loyal. Yeah. yeah. Any other thoughts on Bruno that we want to bring I up? I loved his dance sequence at the wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he or, dives. Or what about in the last episode? What about? He's got a dance sequence. Where? When he gets tackled. When he gets tackled. Oh, <laughs> right. When he gets tackled. Yeah. Come on, let's dance. <laughs> oh. He was cute and sweet. He, he, he. I have to say, like, and and from all of us having worked with teenagers, you, you, I'm curious as to how you feel. I thought all the teenagers were very authentically teenage. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they, like that's actually how teenagers with, are. Yeah. With nowadays. one exception, I, I'm going to say not, Nakia is the exception. Oh, she's yes, I, I'll agree. She seemed to be more like an adult. Oh, I so I, feel, I like. could name. Five kids off the top of my head right now that are just like her. My my only issue, like I liked Nakia and she was a good foil yeah. for Kamal. And obviously they got over their drama very quickly with yeah. the whole, you didn't tell me you had superpowers thing. Yeah. You were nightlight this whole time. That's what teenagers do is they mm-hmm. hold a grudge for like 14, a few, yeah. <laughs> 14 I, seconds. I don't know. Girls will hold it for years. Yeah. Girls still remember things that now, happened in high school. I actually do know girls like Nakia and they're all in the top 10 my, my um, only, yeah. of the class. <laughs> my, my issue with Nakia is very simply... The I know better than all the adults in the room, and then I get my way, and I prove that I know better than all the adults in the room. Like, yeah, that's not no seventeen-year-old really know. Like, she's she's running the mosque at the end of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it, that's a very common teenager trope where the te- where the children know better than the mm-hmm. adults, and mm-hmm. not better than the sheik though. Yeah. yeah, he's he's and he. I gotta say, he's pretty accurate from the comics too. Like the mm-hmm. way he's, yeah. he's handled. Like I, I think the two of them have a good relationship, Naki and, and the Sheik. Yeah, of the but mosque. for me, it just it just that always annoys me, yeah. especially because now we're all older. We all work with kids, and the idea that a sixteen-year-old is now going to tell me what I'm supposed to be doing and doing it right—that's just not how it happens. Right. And it's it's unrealistic. Especially, I mean, that may just be because it's so centered on stuff that we do. Hmm. That'd be like you know, Rob's a teacher, a sixteen-year-old being like, "You're teaching." this wrong and then getting up in front of the class yeah because i don't hear that every day of my <laughs> i know but but what happens when, i do like does that yeah. kid become the teacher at the end of the school year i know but they do have good suggestions for me if i'm listening to their criticism like which I, is, yes. which is yeah. fine but like i'm saying like this kid who criticizes you in your classroom then takes over the class at the end of the school year yeah, yeah. yeah. like so it's just I, I get what they were doing, and she's a very good character otherwise, but that just always – that's mm-hmm. a very teenage drama movie TV cliche. Yeah. One thing that I did like – now that you've mentioned those three, Bruno, Nakia, and, and Valani's character. Um, Kamala. Kamala, thank you. The main um, character. <laughs> sorry. Age, you know, words just don't come to you. I really – and this was – I noticed was the major theme of the show was finding identity. And finding, you know, finding your identity in the people around you. And and I love that each of the three of them do find who they are throughout the course, like of the show. Like, I really felt like there were a lot of good character arcs that really played throughout the whole show. And a lot of it was seen in those three people, but uh, especially in Kamala, Kamala or Kamala. I guess it's, it's both depending upon who you ask on the show. Kamala. 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 Okay, because her mother and grandmother say it slightly. You don't just say Miss Marvel. Ms. Mar- Ms. Ms. Marvel. Obviously, she's the biggest arc with her identity, and and it's so beautifully done with her outfit too. You know that it's 
you've got the red dagger scarf. You've got yeah. the, the the Z on her shirt, the lightning bolt, which is a broken part of her necklace. You've yeah. got, you know, the the pack the outfit from Pakistan. Like it's so neat to see, like because the message there is you are who you are based on the people that raise you and, and influence you. And I thought that was so nicely seen in those three characters. So let's talk about the Khan family then. Because mm-hmm. we do get introduced to, we're just going to say mom, dad, and brother Khan. Just, Iba, just Yusuf, and Amir. I was just trying to make it easy for Ami. For, I, I just call her Ami. So <laughs> <laughs> the Khan parents, nothing broke my heart harder than when she like hurt her dad's feelings in like that oh, first episode or with two. The like, Hulk? oh yeah. my God. Like I... I'm sitting there with producer Melanie. For those of you guys who don't know, producer Melanie's like my wife. Me. But like, <laughs> she is. Yeah, sometimes. I thought she was Ronnie's wife. No, no, no. Oh, oh no. wait, that's Ron- yeah. Keep- Your wife is Lauren. No, yes. wait, that's my wife. Oh, Sorry, yes, you're Jack. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> Dad jokes all over. Dad jokes all over. <laughs> but I remember watching it, going, "Man, if if our kid ever did something like that to me, like I don't know if I'd recover." Like he took it in stride too, and yeah. you know, you know, you guys are both parents, and. I don't know if either of us, though, would ever do that to our kid where we'd say, let's dress up to like not as a, as being serious. We would yeah. do it as a joke or something. Oh, yes. Like that. As a yeah. joke. You, I can see yours being like, yeah, OK, whatever. Like maybe a couple years ago yeah. or whatever. But now, like for me. Not a shot in you know where. Yeah, like but, like but, I, you know I'll yeah. do things like you know I'll, I'll, like Timmy will be wearing something and I'll go and change and wear the same thing. I'm like, come on, we'll go out, we'll be twins and everything. Yeah. Like because I know it's ridiculous. Yes. But, oh yeah, we'll do but, it as a joke. But like you guys, imagine taking like such an interest in your child's interests and like really going all out. And yeah. she's like, you're embarrassing me. Get out. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it, it was rough. It was very rough to watch. And I love that that seems to be another theme of the whole show was that sort of generational misunderstanding of you you don't, you know, no generation understands the next generation and and we all work to sort of reconcile that over time. And you yeah. saw that with with Ami and her with the grandmother and everything. I will tell you right now Kamala's mother best new character in the MCU. Really? I love Ami. Everything she did and said just completely stole every scene she was in. She, I laughed at everything she said. Just like when she was shouting about the find my iPhone, she's like, how am I just hearing about this for the first yeah. time? You know her name's Muniba, right? I, I call her Ami because that's what Kamala calls her. Oh, I thought you were, I th- cause I thought you were getting confused with Amir. No, no, no. no. Oh, man. Because Ami, <laughs> Ami is the motherly name that she calls her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I found her interesting. I do like how she does go through her character growth, and she's the one mm-hmm. that presents yeah. the costume. Again, you're checking off a lot of the the boxes, mm-hmm. but I, I thought the entire family dynamic was really good and mm-hmm. really well yes. done. Yeah. And then obviously you got the brother Amir, who is supposedly very different in the comics. I don't. I don't, I don't know. remember him from the comics, to be honest. I heard he's kind of a, a jerk in the comics. Yes, yes, he is. He's very like what you saw when you first introduced him when he was praying at the table there, and they're yeah. like, "Come on, that's him static through the." Through the comics, like he's very, very like very religious, very self righteous, mm-hmm. and very like rule following. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that now. All right, any other thoughts on the Khan family? Oh, no. I just love mom and dad. I was, so I was, yeah. was going to say that, like you said, the whole dynamic and the culture that they brought and you know is shown throughout you know re- the whole entire show is great. I think you know they both played their parts in making Kamala's story grow and giving her that character arc in the show. So great job. Again, Amir was just 
there though. Yeah. Like didn't really add or take. Yeah, I was surprised though, to the see brother. him at the end there yeah. with being such an active part of the plot. It was, it was so plot. funny though. Like, yeah. what are you doing here? I went to the school. Too. Yeah, he just shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. And you know what? I, sometimes I find that funnier. Yeah. The, easy, yeah. the simplest explanations. Yeah. Like, they all just broke in. We're yeah. supposed to be shocked. I uh, will say that watching the parents and the whole family actually made me want to be Pakistani. Like, their cultures and traditions and their festivals and everything. Just mm-hmm. And the wedding yeah. looked so much fun. Well, that, that's why I liked Bruno. Like... Bruno, yeah, like us. he, he yeah. literally jumps into the culture and they accept him so readily. There's yeah. no, like every once in a while they'll have to explain things to him, but you can tell he's been around for so long. Yeah. So I, I do enjoy that aspect too. It's always nice to see other cultures, especially like big celebrations like weddings or fairs and all that stuff. Yeah. So that, that was a lot of fun. Now let's talk about less fun. Kamran and his and family. I call, I, in my reviews, I call her Cam Mom. Kamran <laughs> and the Jin, basically. It sounds like a, yeah. a boy band. And the Despicables or whatever they're called. They're yeah. Clandestines. Clandestines. <laughs> How many secret societies of of like other beings live in Marvel that we just don't know about? I do like how they did mention the Eternals. Yes, yes, there was a mention of, of what's his name as a as a star yeah, the, in Bollywood. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Kamal Ninjani's yeah. Yeah, uh, character. And they all have crushes on him because he's yeah. the same person. Yeah. But the clandestines, obviously in place for the Inhumans, which right. we mentioned, they were there. Very, yeah. very generic. Like, we want to go home, but it'll destroy this world. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, they wrapped that up quick, though. Yeah. The, at the end of the fifth episode, it was wrapped up. I was yeah. like, where are they going? With I was like, this? who's the bad guy then? Yeah. And then obviously Cameron gets. Cameron. 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 Gets. <laughs> The exact same powers as Kamala. Cameron's from Ferris Bueller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine Cameron from Ferris Bueller with those powers. He wouldn't even get out of bed. No, Just make no. another bed. But Kamran gets the same powers as Kamala. And mm-hmm. I do like how they do reconcile. And they, they don't get together as a couple. And he actually does go. And the Red Daggers do protect him. Yeah. There is some comic accuracy going on there. Because in the comics, Kamran is an inhuman. He does have powers. He doesn't get them from his mother. He's always had them. And when he introduces, it's not his mother. He introduces her to like a group. I forget what they're called, but it's another group where they're like very like extremist in humans. Mm. So it, it kind of tracks. They're just called different things in the comics. Mm-hmm. But it's, I felt, I mean, I get it. The, you know, the clandestines were in there as, first of all, as a substitute for the inhumans, but also as like, you had to bring in her past. You had to bring in the, the great-grandmother and the whole idea of generational traditions and, yeah. and your identity being passed on from you know generations ago. It works, but it just seemed like another movie shoved inside my movie. Which was an is- another issue. I forget what show it was, but there was another one that somebody said the exact same thing where it was like, this show is being put into something yeah. else. Yeah. What, what was the show that we just did? It wasn't The Boys. Was it Moon Knight? Maybe it was Moon Knight. I don't know. Umbrella Academy? Mm, I don't know. I'm, trying to, we did of, just, I'm trying to think of shows I know. That we just What did. are some of the other shows we got? I know. We got so many shows at this point. <laughs> but I, I agree. I feel like there was another story that needed to be told. Yeah. And just that they put it together with this. Yeah. Oh, you know what it was? It was Obi-Wan. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where the Inquisitor yes. stuff. But yeah. similar kind of thing. It, th- that's the problem with these. As much as I like six ep- Like, the boys did eight episodes. And they did it just fine. Like, yeah. I had no issues with the pacing of the boys. This show, a little bit of issue with the pacing. Yeah. And yeah. especially the, the middle sequence. And Moon Knight suffered the same thing. So maybe they need to re... Because obviously they, they... It feels like they're also putting less and less budget in these shows. 
I feel like yeah. this one they saved the budget for the last episode. Which is not always yeah. the best choice. And like, it wasn't even that good. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> well, what was not good about it? The effects throughout okay. the entire show. I, yes. Yeah, I know you guys were like, oh, the embiggening stuff. I thought it was still horrendous. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? I, yeah. I, you know what? I can understand and I don't necessarily disagree with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt that the fighting choreography was horrible up until the last episode. The last episode was at least better because they figured out how to do it like almost kind of like home alone-ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like the I don't know if you remember the fight scene at the wedding in the kitchen. Yeah. It was like that was rough. That was how oh. I you couldn't tell who was who, where they were, yeah. and how she, a teenager, suddenly learned how to hold off ninjas. Yeah. Um, right. It, it didn't make any sense. That's why I would have had no problem with her just basically creating the the energy around her as an embiggening yeah. instead of her I'm going to throw this disc and it's going to appear over there and then right. like that was way too much and I just think it would have been a much sometimes simple simple is better yeah, yeah. I, I for me the show started to go wrong mid third episode after the wedding when the clandestines came in and attacked and I'm mm-hmm. like oh no and then it just kept going bad from there like fourth and fifth episodes were all about like I, okay don't get me wrong I love the part did you know anything about the partition before this show no, no. it reminds yeah. it reminds me of Watchmen when they do the Tulsa yeah, yeah. Uh, event that's exactly what I wrote yeah. about yeah absolutely it, it and I love that they used it because the part and you know the partition was like it was like two million people were massacred in this thing it was horrible and I didn't this know this is the Disney version though yeah and yeah. I didn't know and I love that they used the original news footage though too at yeah. the beginning yeah. um, and like even my wife who you know is a history teacher she's certified teaching social studies and has a full history education she's like I knew nothing about this she's yeah. like, this is a footnote in American textbooks mm-hmm. and so it was great to see that but it just felt like a total Totally different show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we also have Kareem as the Red Dagger. Yes. I really liked Kareem, and I liked yeah. how there was zero sexual tension. There was right. not, like, the, it would have been really easy for them to introduce, oh, another good looking kid, you know, yeah. and Kamal's like, yeah. But no, he was like, I'm hoping we get the adventures of Kareem and Camera. I'd, wa- I'd watch that yeah. show. Yeah. I'd watch that. Uh, could like be a, cool. I'd oh, even yeah. watch a Red Dagger show yeah. because yeah. that's that was some of the better fight choreography yes. with him and uh, the mentor guy. I forget his name off the top of my head, but uh, Waleed. Waleed. He the is lead. a major Bollywood star. Really? That guy. Oh, I didn't know that. They, they took like huge, huge people that were big stars in, in India and Pakistan and cast them in the show so that way they could be popular mm-hmm. over there too. Like, mm-hmm. and I can, when these people showed up, I guarantee Indian audiences and Pakistani audiences were like going crazy because yeah. they're yeah. huge. But they, they were a fun addition. And I like, I like a good secret society to begin with, but yeah. also I like a secret society that actually makes sense. Yeah. And I do like how they make the comment about, you know, if Thor had landed in India, he'd be called a djinn too. Yeah. Like they, yeah. those sort of things always make fun, make sense, especially with Thor, Love and Thunder, with all the other gods being involved and mm-hmm. also Moon Knight with the other gods being yeah. involved. Unfortunately, like when Thor first came out, they were like, Thor's just an alien. Like that's it. Yeah, we just worshipped him as otherwise. So it's it's interesting that they're doing different things. Like the clandestines come from another dimension that inhabits the same space. Yeah. So I'm curious to see again. That could have been a really nice multiverse of badness tie-in, but it wasn't. <laughs> so I feel like Marvel Phase Four is just so big at this point. Yeah. That they they got to tie some things together. I feel like nothing nothing no, has nothing any does. ramifications on anything else. No. no. Like you you watch. If you watch the original Phase One of the Avengers, it all led to the Avengers. Right. It all made sense, yes. like things that happened in these movies. To the point where we actually critics didn't like it. They were like, "It's just setting up for the next movie." Age of Ultron was famous for it, yeah. where it was more just a setup for the rest of the Infinity Saga. But 
now we're we're so used to it that now that it's not happening, we're kind of like, oh, kind of miss it. Yeah. But those are the main characters. There are other characters right. like Zoe, who we who's really just. Zoe is there. bigger in the comics. I can imagine. Um, she. I feel like there's a lot of Zoe footage on the cutting room floor for this show. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because yeah, she like all of a sudden she just shows up in mm-hmm. in the sixth episode, and, and she like, knows that Kamala is the yeah. one who saved her. Like, okay, all right. yeah. So I think we're missing something there. Mm-hmm. Now let's uh, jump into some final thoughts on the episode. We'll do our Star City ratings at the end, but uh, final thoughts just in general. We'll go with uh, Ronnie first because he's already <laughs> making a face. Was I the only one that loved Najaf? Who was that? The Halafu? The, the, the vendor. <laughs> no, he was funny, yeah. I, th- I think, like, other than, like, obviously, like, your, you know, your main stars, I think he might have been, like, my favorite character that we had there. But, I mean, o- o- overall, it was, it, it did its job. It, it led up to, you know, the Marvel movie coming up, you know. But what I'm confused about is Carol Danvers. This is the fourth time we've seen her and the fourth haircut we've had. And different outfit. <laughs> okay, I read... Hold on. I read a fan theory about the haircut. Okay. Because Monica Rambeau yeah. has has cancer and dies in that five-year period of the blip. Okay. And the fan theory is that she to support her, she shaved her head. And now it's growing back. And now it's growing back. So that's why when we saw it short, it was like after Monica Rambo had died maybe about, you know, six mm-hmm. months later. And now it's been growing back. And now we're back at full length. It's going to be oh. very interesting to see, though, the three <laughs> of them. It's going to yeah. be Maria Rambo, Carol Danvers, and Kamala Khan all in one movie. That's a lot yeah. Yeah. to tackle. Yeah. And we saw what happened. See, this is what I'm worried about. Sorry to cut you off, Ronnie. I know you were in the middle of your thoughts. Yeah, but it's whatever. For, for the Marvels... We had such great character development for Wanda in WandaVision that feels like it kind of got thrown out for Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. We have two characters that were introduced on Disney Plus shows, Maria Rambo and, well, even though she was Is in. It Maria or Monica? I don't know. You said Monica for the I other one, so I switched Monica. it up. <laughs> there's the mom and then there's the daughter. Oh, oh, I see yeah. what you're saying. Okay. The one who's, who's got photon powers yes. now. Mm-hmm. And. And obviously Kamala Khan. So you're putting the two of them from Disney Plus shows into a movie with Carol Danvers who is not the most liked character in the MCU. And that that's not just me saying it. That's, yeah. That is a general consensus, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And a lot of people tend to forget that Thor was going through spaceships too, all right? Yes. Because everybody talks about how powerful Carol yeah. Danvers is when she goes through the spaceship. Yes. Thor was doing it the previous movie. Calm down. <laughs> but I still want to see that fight. Yeah. That would be yeah. a fun fight. I know. We, didn't we get it in What If, the two of them? <sighs> I, I Thor yeah, 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 they yeah, did yeah. have something yeah. like that. But I'm, I'm very apprehensive is the better term yeah. i guess for cuz this this show is better than i expected but oh, okay good yeah not to cut off anybody's final thoughts Ronnie. sorry yeah that's what i freaking thought so anyway go um, back carol danvers's haircut yeah so th- that's the only like real tie in we have with anything in the mcu other than you know avenger con but that's really nothing just avenger ma- mm-hmm. mentioning the name but yeah there there's no other tie in to the blip, you know, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, anything like that. It, it would have been nice to have some sort of connection because Jersey City is just right across the river. It's not that far away from New York City where you have all these different superheroes and action happening over there. You know, and then, like, I, like I've been saying, just the effects in this show were terrible. Nothing, nothing looked good. There wasn't even a moment to me that it looked good when, you know, she embiggened like that, that to me looked worse than all the other stuff. Do you guys oh. remember the Disney show Lab Rats? 
Vaguely. Vaguely. Like, yeah. it, it was a superhero show, but it was like the, you know, the Disney yeah. lineup. It had effects that were similar to Lab Rats. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it just fell flat. The, the story, like every issue, every problem seemed to get solved right away in this. You know, the terrible fight scenes, you know, like we talked about, it, it just, I was expecting a little bit more than what we got. Okay. Now, uh, do you want to do your Star City rating? I'll, I'm teetering between a 2, 5, and a 3. Mm-hmm. It's around like average, you know, uh, first episode, last episode were like the only two episodes that I was actually engaged in. You know, 2, 3, 4, 5. Just, I don't yeah. know. It was just nothing was really there for me. Well, especially because yeah. in, you know, the fourth episode, they completely, mm-hmm. oh no, fifth episode, Kamala Khan wasn't even really in the episode. Yeah. It was all about her grandparents' romance. Yeah, it was romance, like a flashback and stuff. It was cool. Oh, yeah. But it, it's, I don't expect yeah. to see that in my Ms. Marvel show. And, and it's just weird, too, to me that um, Kamran's mom flipped a switch like this to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then he flipped the switch to be a bad guy yeah. because his mom... We didn't even talk about damage control. Died? Yeah, Department of Damage That was... Uh, Actually, I will give it its kudos. The, the ending scene where everybody turns against her and, yes. like, the cops stand in the way. I and, knew you were going to yeah. like, no, it was As it, soon as I saw that happen in the show, I'm like, Paul's going to mention this. Well, because it, it, it would have been very easy. Given today's climate and situation, yeah. it would have been very easy. They they did teeter the line. Yeah. yeah. They, they were respectful to both sides of that line. I agree with And I, I did enjoy that, like, the fact that she... The lady who was from Damage Control, she wasn't a mm-hmm. bad person. She, her, she was her, just overzealous. Her her mindset was there's a teenager with with superpowers like that's not safe for anyone yeah. and she was just kind of you know a jerk about it yeah. but she wasn't like a and there's no real like the clandestines were the bad guys yeah. Yeah. but they were damage control was the conflict at yes. the end yeah. so yeah Rob final thoughts and Star City rating I love the show I. Even with its flaws and faults, I thought she was wonderful. I, she was the be- best find I think we've had in a long time. I love how they introduced so many great things in the show. Sheik, his his line, which is such a great line, where he, he says to her, and it's it's her mantra, you know, it's her with great power comes great responsibility line, where he says, good is not a thing you are, it's a thing you do, mm-hmm. which is such a, a they, I love how they introduced it. I love how all the characters were very faithful to their roots. I love the cultural and traditional aspects to it it was flawed it was tonally sort of that middle section sagged a lot for me i think if that middle section was its own show that might have been fine or you know because i i wrote about this a lot my complaint was that all of the fun animation and that sort of add teenage approach to the show kind of was in the first and second episode and then it kind of just dropped off completely and then it came back in the sixth episode so I, I think they saved a lot with that final episode overall I want to give it four stars but I can't mm. just because it was so tonally inconsistent so I will say like three and three quarters because I think it is a really solid show I think the characters were amazing I love I learned a lot from the show too in terms of traditions and history and I think even though they were weirdly inserted the the great grandparents I thought it was such a beautiful romance between the two of them. Like it was the stuff of like, you know, 1950s, 1960s epic films like Lawrence of Arabia and and all these like huge epics that span like historical time periods and everything. So three and three quarters. 
All right, I'm going to give it a solid three. And it is not because of the show. It is not because of the plot. It's because of the characters and the culture. And the actors who portray the characters do a fantastic job. Each of them had something relatable uh, and enjoyable about them. I do agree with Ronnie. The, the effects left a lot to be desired. I agree with Rob. The tone shifted hard and then it tried to shift back. Yeah. And just it was jarring. Overall, though, this was not a show that was driven by the plot. Yeah. It was. I was more engaged with the characters, so yeah. I'm going to give it a solid three. I want to. I would like to see more Kamala Khan. I'd like to see her interact with some of the other superheroes. Mm-hmm. I want to see if she's going to fan. How what the fangirl is going to do with? Are there Avengers? Which is weird because they have Avengers Con, but it's been established. Like, are there still Avengers? Like, yeah. nobody knows what's going on, and that's unfortunately kind of the mantra of the MCU at this point. I got a question for you guys. I felt that one of the positive things of this show was the fact. that the stakes were not terribly high, that it was all Jersey City. And I know we liked that a lot with Hawkeye, that the stakes were all about him getting home for Christmas. Did you think that that worked in? I feel like it worked in favor of the show. Do you think it worked for it or against it? I think it works for it with, yeah. The, yeah. with the character on their first down. Like Spider-Man, far, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, right. very similar, very small stakes, yep. very... And that was the point. Like at the end, he's like, I just want to be a na- friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. So I think coming-of-age stories should be very small. small yeah. And yeah. The, the Disney Plus shows do better when they're small stakes. Yeah. As much as we love the giant monster fight in Moon Knight at the end... Mm. To a point, like yeah. it was just visually, yeah. it was just fantastic. It doesn't need to be world changing. It doesn't always yeah, have to right. be, and sometimes a good story is really what's more yeah. important. Uh, I agree. That was it, it was you weird. Mentioned, it, you it mentioned was, there was something missing. Was that yeah. missing for you? Uh, see, it, does it, like it was it was small stakes, but it also seemed like a big one when they were talking about the portal, and you know. Come on, I was like, she's gonna ruin everything. Yeah. Like it's all gonna like this world is gonna like take over basically is like the way she made it seem like but in our eyes it was like she, they're just trying to go home yeah they're, they're trying to find their way home but know? if they go home they could erase this world exactly yeah so it was like in a way it was right. it was big, big stakes yeah. but ended with small but, stakes yeah. yeah and i like big and stakes. stakes i will yeah. say too as someone even though i know it wasn't shot in new jersey as someone from new jersey mm-hmm. very authentic So that's going to wrap us up for today. Don't forget, if you guys want to give us your thoughts or find out more about our shows, about us, you can go to our website, themisfitfaction.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Multiverse Fancast, Misfit Faction. Basically, if you type in Misfit Faction social media, you'll find us. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, our website. Odds are you'll find us somewhere. So that's going to wrap us up as always. I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Rob. And we'll be back in a flash. See ya.